0: Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. This is episode uh, number 38. My name's Danny Randon and you are awesome for joining me here today. I'm coming to you from the Bitchin' HQ on the south coast of the UK. I'm going to keep the intro quite short for this one because this is quite frankly a a massive episode of the podcast, a very special episode of Bitchin' Brew. As you would know from uh, listening to the latest Bitchin' review, uh, I went for the very first time to Arctangent. Uh, It was a wonderful weekend, despite the misery that the rain and the mud brought, especially on the Friday of Arctangent, shitting it down on a biblical level on the Friday, I must say. Uh, but I didn't just go to watch some of the best bands from the worlds of experimental and progressive and technical heavy music. I also went to speak to some of those bands. We talked to five bands in total across the course of the weekend, and I'm going to be bringing you all five of those bands in this single episode. Those bands are as follows. We've got Carbom, Ithaca, Cult Dreams, Wildcat Strike, and Polyphia. It is a stonking lineup of guests, and it you know it didn't make a lot of sense to do a two-parter like we did with Two Thousand Trees, especially since as as it's an odd ob- number. So, uh, so I decided we'd just bring bring you uh, one big bumper bastard of a podcast. Um, some great chats were captured over the weekend, and in true bitch and brew goes to a festival fashion, I devised a strange little game for each guest to play. It was probably the most far-fetched. ...of the games that I've come up with. It's definitely more out there than, you know, say the 2003's random question generator... ...which was simply sort of pick a number and uh, and answer a a stupid question. Uh, Now, before we get into the first chat, uh, just want to give you a quick reminder... ...that episode 7.5, yes, that's it, 7.5, I'm being a pedantic shit... Of The Bitchin' Review is out now. It is a two-hour review of all the bands that Brad and I saw over the course of Arctangent. Uh, if you want to hear what we thought of the sets from bands like Zia Lunada, uh, Employed to Serve, Cult of Luna, Pine and Conjurer... Daughters, oh, as well as two of the headliners, Coheed and Cambria and Meshuggah, Um, not Battles, we didn't go and see Battles, instead we went to see Brutus, so if you want to hear what we thought of Brutus and all of those other bands I just said, then go and listen back to that now on your podcast platform of choice. Another thing I should mention before we get started on this episode is that this episode of and Brew is fuelled by Purity Brewing Co. Uh, it was awesome to team up once again with the Purity gang so that myself and my guests could enjoy their delicious craft beer during ArcTangent. Tangent. Uh, Purity Brewing Co, if you've not heard of it before, it was founded in 2005. They are based on a working farm in the heart of the beautiful Warwickshire countryside and they're committed to brewing beer with a conscience. What I love about Purity as well, besides their beer, obviously, Obviously is that their brewery has developed a set of environmentally friendly practices and in the case of our wetland system, it's environmentally enriching as well. So uh, yeah, over the weekend, my guests and I were, uh, were you know, supping away on their uh, on their Longhorn unfiltered rye IPA, which is an absolute taste explosion and their ridiculously refreshing unfiltered lager, which is called Lawless. So thanks again to purity for supporting bitch and brew. If you do like great beer with real character, then head over to puritybrewing.com, but please remember to drink responsibly, much like I'm about to do with this lovely can of Longhorn Unfiltered Rye IPA. There we go. Uh, Right, on to my first chat of this special arc tangent episode of Bitchin' Brew, and I think I'm going to start with... Ithaca. Uh, this is a band that we've been big fans of on the podcast since the start of the year, where their debut album, The Language of Injury, dropped. That came out back in February, so we reviewed that on an early episode of the Bitchin' Review. And if you go back and listen to that, you will figure out that we thought it was absolutely, outrageously good. If you like your technical, metallic, hardcore, uh, that extra little bit nasty, then you need to hear this band, trust me. Uh, I was absolutely overjoyed to be uh, joined by no less than three members of Ithaca for this chat. Uh, Jamila Azuz, who is their uh, awesome vocalist. Then uh, Sam Cheaton Welsh... Uh, who plays guitar in the band, and James Lewis, their drummer, or just Lewis, as he was introduced to me. And at the start, we were kind of crudely interrupted by a so-called friend of the podcast. I'll let them reveal themselves as we get into this chat. Um, It was the first chat I did of the whole weekend as well. So it feels only right to start off with them. So sit tight and enjoy my chat with Jamila, Sam and Lewis from Ithaca backstage backstage. Arc tangent.
1: God,
2: Very appreciate
0: Tim Tim <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, so really. sneaky what Sneaky a sneaky a bloody
2: couple of um, um,
0: We don't usually open with listener questions but um, Tim Birkbeck from the Just an Insight podcast yeah, yeah. who happens to be sort of yeah. hovering lurking. Yeah, ho- ho- <laughs>
3: lurking lurking lurking. Yeah. lurking around the press area yeah.
0: <laughs> being a right lurker um, <laughs> he wanted to ask how's Lulu
3: oh my god <laughs> Yeah, well, I <laughs> was Thanks gonna say to you wanted tangential. Well, now you've got it. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. She's with a babysitter today. Um, we had a bit of a, a bit of a a bit of a fright when she put her face in like some nettles. Oh, so wow! Jesus her goodness. face swelled up <laughs> she looked like Rocky yeah man yeah a couple of days ago and I was like bawling my eyes out and I was like oh. like literally she took her for a walk came back and her like her face started swelling and her eye swelled up so much she couldn't open it and I was like hyperventilating and I was like <laughs> and basically we were just told to like give her somatihistamine and like see how she was in the morning. so we gave her some Puritan and it eventually went down but I was like just weeping like I could there.
0: What what breed is Lulu?
3: She's a French bulldog. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. so badly Yes. She's a, so we've only had her for three weeks. She's a rescue we oh. just adopted her. We officially adopted her yesterday, we got the paperwork, which is Wow. Super
0: cool. So um, being away for the weekend is like the absolute worst. Well I'm only
3: here for today in certain oh, really? yeah everyone else is here for the weekend but I have to go home tonight because of her basically mm. uh, because she's got really, she's got like mad separation anxiety, so yeah, can't, yeah, leave, can't leave her basically for yeah. four days, but um, yeah, she's, she's, she's doing well, she's doing
2: well. In pet anxiety stories, I also want to share if you're interested. Yeah, of course, absolutely, um, go for it. Last night when I was packing, it was like half twelve, it was, like, it was quite late and I was like I really need to go to bed, um, and I was like doing washing and packing and getting my boots and whatever else, and then um, I go into the living room and I, my wife and I have got pet rabbits, um, and I just saw like one of the pet rabbits just in the middle of the road, and I was like, "How did you get there?" Yeah. And basically, she'd escaped her pen, and I basically led to a, like a half an hour chase sequence of me like trying yeah. to capture my rabbit oh, and shit. put her back in her pen. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, "This is not the night before Arctangent." activity <laughs> I really would like to go it, to bed and not it, be running after
0: it my sounds rabbit. like a bit of a sort of a paraphernalia euphemism capture the rabbit yeah yeah
3: it, it sounds like, like wacky races yeah not catch the pigeon
0: catch the yeah. rabbit yeah catch the rabbit <laughs> catch the rabbit
3: which rabbit was it? Like
0: Gris.
2: Gris. She's very uh, curious. Yeah. The white one. She's smaller yeah. and she's very curious yeah. and she keeps trying to escape. And now and then did it. Like bloody. She nailed it. sure Yeah, shortshank. <laughs> <Redemption. laughs> bloody <laughs> rabbit then And <Are> we <laughs> like oh, to swear absolutely. on this podcast? <laughs> absolutely. Go like for to it. Say the F word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> absolutely. Over it's like a bunny prison me. break.
3: Jam. Prison <laughs> break. <laughs> she breaks through. <laughs> <the> yeah. She's
2: <laughs> chipping away with one. one It's very
3: prison break. Like if you shave her, she's got the out. Like she's got the your house tattooed on her. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Thirty line tree raw
3: Yeah.
0: Like Wentworth Miller from Prison Break exactly, with really yes. big <laughs> ears.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. As a rabbit.
0: Uh, well, I suppose I should do some sort of introduction. <laughs> Sam, Jamila, and Lewis from Ithaca. Welcome to Pitch and Brew. Welcome to Art Tangent, nice. or yeah. Holy yeah. Raw Festival, as I'm yeah. calling it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is your favourite festival in the UK, yes. as you were saying, on stage today and online. You crushed it in your set today, by the way. I was a little bit worried that people were hadn't got the memo about the confetti
1: <laughs> until like literally yeah. right because yeah. it was
0: my first Ithaca show, I yeah. didn't realise you were gonna save it right until the end (laughs) but what happened with the confetti cannons in the end
3: oh we're just poor (laughs)
0: um, diy
3: show yeah yeah so um we obviously we had the confetti um confetti cannons um, in our music video Mm. our album release show in february we had them um everyone knows that we love confetti um we've had yeah we like to have them at shows and stuff and we like we did really want to have them for this show, um, but we left it a bit too late to get it approved Approved by Oxfangin. And they were actually fine with it, they were like, Yeah, as long as it's biodegradable, we don't care. So yeah, I was like, yeah cool. fair enough. Um, but a bit too close to payday, mate. So I was like, oh, Fuck! No, yeah. So, listen,
2: turns out if you go to Clapham Junction and go to a party shop, apparently they keep a load of uh, £2 clearance sale. Um, tubular confetti cannons yeah. that you can hand out to the crowd before you play a big breakdown, yeah, yeah. Um, and Excellent. then they'll fire them off all at, all at the right time. And, and like, if you watch it, like Tony, you've got a, and uh, Jimin's partner got a really good video of it. And people like timed it probably. They were like, Duh, no, yeah,
3: no, it, no, it no. was yeah. like, yeah. oh. because yeah. chef's kiss. That was a oh. chef's kiss yeah. by the way. It was so satisfying to see because I was kind of like, yeah, because we were. I messaged our like band. Group chat about 5 p.m. last night or something. It was like, yeah, I was gonna go to a Party Shop and get some like handheld confetti cannons. But I'm at work till like eight, so if anyone can do that, and Sam was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. I was to pick them up. And we just thought, if we can't have the big, impressive confetti cannons on stage that we like, then the next best thing or even better actually is audience participation Yeah. and I had said on Twitter previously um, in the lead up to Art Tangent I was like it's BYOC this show bring your own confetti I love do you that. know what I mean and um, there were it, people that wrote it's quite versatile them. as well like BYOC bring your own cans bring your own yeah, cans bring your own confetti bring your own chips yeah bring your own um, calm demeanour yeah and there, there were actually a couple of people in the audience who had brought them, yeah. which was so nice to see.
0: I As saw some which joking. were set off quite I late. Of- that. I so did. Late.
3: Oh, well, I had a couple of people uh, DM us on Twitter um, in the lead up to our tangent being like, Is there a specific uh, party cannon that you want? And I was like, What? No. <laughs> and I just bring, bring whatever you want. What? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah so people were like, I knew people were going to bring them and then obviously we had some chucked them out and it was fucking amazing to see it was people so good. set them off at the right time and just like they knew when it happens and when to do it and for me actually that felt better than just letting off our own cannon. it was like a really lovely thing to see yeah
0: and I, I, I you know I, it's good that it's biodegradable obviously yeah. but I know there's like the only people that are going to be pissed yeah. off by it are like the neckbeards who are like just pulling out confetti out of their yeah. out of their beards yeah. just well, like they don't, for like, days they do
2: like fun do no. you mean four-fifths of this band? no yeah, do
0: yeah. like,
2: you mean
1: <laughs> <Yeah. 'Cause>,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, apart
2: from Jamila I think basically this band is like it's a pretty has group yeah but not <laughs>
3: neckbeards in the sense of like there are no fedoras or, no
0: no, no. Yeah. not, not, not yeah. identity not culturally neckbeards <laughs> No people, no, no, no people yeah. running like Naruto No, no Naruto field. running. More of a Naruto is, is sick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 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 whoa.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What
0: are you saying to people? Groundbreaking like, anime. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, nuts. Y- you look like you've already been hooked up with some beer cans. Oh, so, Sam, you don't have a... I don't have anything. Would you like a beer? I'd love one if you oh, uh, yeah, Shout out Purity Brewing Company. They've actually hooked us up with yeah, some beers. Are you more lager or IPA people? I know nothing about beer so give me whatever <laughs> literally lager? Almost, everyone, almost everyone else I'll, I'll give you the yeah. uh, lawless unfiltered lager Lovely. thank you Purity thank Brewing, you. Brewing Company well, I'll, By take the, way. I'll take your um, I'll be an IPA snob have yeah. 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 that I don't know
3: anything about beer so I'll uh, yeah. IPA. Oh, this, yes. Let's you go with that. an IPA. Yeah. You troll. Okay. I know. Uh,
0: so yeah, this is the Longhorn Unfiltered IPA. They're, not, d- they're
3: laughing because I work for a brewery. Oh, oh do you? Oh, oh they're very <laughs> unfortunate. Like, Please don't tell my work what I do outside of work. No, actually, they already know, and they think it's hilarious.
0: What? That you know nothing about beer,
3: and no. you um, <laughs> Don't say that. I'll lose my job. Yeah, don't, don't tell anyone at Don't, don't tell anyone beer that beer, I don't want to do.
0: Allegedly.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Allegedly. It's got a lovely nose
3: lovely ghost. It's it's got a it's got a nice multi backbone with a with a really, really quite intense bitter finish. Love it. Uh, Thank you Pierre. Thank
2: you (laughs) so (laughs) much.
0: I mean dear listener, if you could just see what I just saw, Jamila (laughs) snarfing her her beer.
3: I also just flemmed in my own hand. Uh, <laughs> Snarfing. Yeah, I I've never actually heard it as a
0: portmanteau.
3: I like that. I, Snarfing. Yeah, it's what is it?
0: Ken Jong from the show? Is it Community? Community. Yeah. yeah. Damn, that made me snarf you. Snarf. That one. Yeah, yeah. Where it just like milk comes out of his nose.
3: Oh my god! The next time I have to do like a like a beer training, beer training session, or beer tasting, I'm gonna be like, yeah, this beer's. It's a real hot bomb. It's uh, it's really on a bed of spinach. Very much It's very much made for the
0: plentigraphy.
3: Yeah. I'm
0: getting... uh, Well, I'm personally getting uh, lovely notes of uh, gluten. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's very glutenous. Yeah,
3: there's uh, there's a lot of um, alcohol
0: present. I'm getting... uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Drink responsibly, everyone. Please do. Please drink responsibly. Um, I, I really can't believe it's your first time at ArcTangent, to be honest. Um, is it? Is it nice to kind of be on fairly early on the first day, so you kind of you can one set the bar that high, and two then just kind of kick it for the rest of the weekend or the day in your case, Jamila. Yes.
2: Well, listen. Now we're—I mean—now we're all kind of um, have a light buzz on, basically, and we don't have anything. are kind of off the clock. <laughs> so there's something to be said about. that. When we were driving down, I mean, like Lewis, you were saying like sometimes it's easy to get very axy before shows, and there was absolutely no mal- opportunity <laughs> to do that yeah. this one because we just got in the van, arrived, and played. Um, my 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 dream show is to just helicopter in, drop on a drum school, play the gig, and there's no waiting around. Because oh I, I wow! Sort of, I sort of get. That would never happen, obviously. Yeah, all right, look It's not. a Holy Roar and see what's possible. See what's yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm
0: sure they have got lo- loads of money roll. kicking in helicopters. <laughs> <up. laughs> they might be able to hook you up with a drone. I don't mm. know about a full
3: helicopter. Full, full, full. What I'd love to see <laughs> is a hot air balloon. Oh, <laughs> with yeah. Lewis uh, abseiling down a hot air balloon basket into a... Uh, and the
0: Holy Roar baby on it. Exactly,
3: yeah, 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 yeah That's I a I dream. I'm just thinking either
2: that or the sort of Boris Johnson-like zipline in a suit. You've
3: got two
0: flags. Oh, God, yeah. But that's depressing on
3: many levels
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty bleak that's pretty bleak um, so I wanted to talk about just you know kind of the contrast of how fun your live show is with kind of the themes and, and, the, and the lyricism especially of uh, the language of injury by the way congratulations on everything that's kind of come your way since the start of the year thank you. I mean Actually, before we go on to that, I did want to ask, you know, because it took quite a while for the language of injury to come out. I see your eyes roll. I know. Um, Did did you feel like you had to hold back a lot of like creative ideas you had darting around since kind of finishing the album?
3: I feel like I don't know if I can speak for everyone else, but I feel like when we actually finished the album is in when it was at completion, Mm. once it had been recorded and mixed and mastered, and it was ready to go. Yeah. There was still a huge huge uh, gap of time where we couldn't fucking get it out like we couldn't release it so we were sat on it for ages Mm -hmm. and whereas i don't know some bands may have like used that time to to write and you know do all that sort of stuff
1: yeah
3: i personally just i don't know the the stresses of trying to release an album i was consumed by the stresses of trying to make that happen so um, it was more of a distraction than anything else. Like we, we didn't, we didn't have the album ready and then put it on the back burner and then start writing other stuff. It was more like it's ready. We're focused. Like we're we're just we're just doing everything we can to fucking get this album out. Yeah. I also think, to be honest, like
2: who. Just I can just speak
3: for myself, but I think this is true
2: for other members of the band. Who I am when we finish the record is actually a very different person even from who I am now. Yeah. It's not that long of time and in that time like there is something there's a massive truth to what you said about like creative ideas and i think what like the sort of the confetti and the sort of like fundamental sort of like queerness and like being on that gay shit of like our live show has really evolved like a long time after we finished recording the album and like the kind of aesthetic of it if you can call it i mean it's a bit wanky but like if you can call it that like what we're presenting looks really different even like between the two music videos like one is like all black, like quite yeah, yeah, colors. And, yeah. and, then, and then, then there's the impulse. Crush yeah, really the purpose yeah. <laughs> of the, 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 the impulse crush video really was to be like, like a big like firing that gay shit in your face, basically. Was yeah. like like confetti cannons and yeah. like different clothes and like this is who we are now so yeah there is there has been like this a distinct evolution
3: yeah time. I think mean, people normally do that in between albums but we did that in between singles because <laughs> we yeah, there was such a huge gap in like you say such a huge gap in between us even filming those fucking music videos so much happened and with the with the first with the video to the language of injury, we were working to a very tight deadline in which we were told the album would be released so we worked to a very tight deadline to do that video, and it's a, I think it's an amazing video, I still love it. Um, it turned out the album didn't get released, so then we had like another year of being sat on it, which was hugely frustrating, mm. but also really nice because we were like, right, well, let's do another video, um, and we had a bit more time to think about it, and we were like, we had all these ideas, and we were like, well, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Do you know what I mean? That that evolution that happens in between albums for us that happened in between two tracks.
2: Yeah. Well, I think also as a band, we're not afraid to even in the lead up to like Ride when we wrote the album, we're not afraid to leave things on the company floor. Yeah. There's so much that we dropped that was you know, Sam comes up with a lot of the riffs, brings it to us, and we kind of we all deconstruct and work through it. Mm. So we we've been through a lot, a very large creative process. In the lead up to the album, and we're very happy to say that's not good enough. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah, just to condense stuff. it yeah. into like a really crazy, manic album that just hits you from the start. Mm. And, you know, we're lucky to fortunately to do that. Yeah.
0: And obviously, it's only been a few months since the album release, but I got to ask: are the are creative uh, are the creative forces strong again in the Ithaca camp? Are, are, you, guys, are you guys already working on new stuff? It started, yeah, for sure.
2: Like I've already, we've already got kind of um, the workings of the. company and I think like I guess the main thing to say is like because I think about I think about the next album a lot because I like, I've just been like just kind of the way I best write stuff is I just sort of sit and shoot the sound again. So I'm so so I apologise but like I just sort of like sit at work and just like chew, or like walk around and just sort of chew stuff over. And there's like a broader sort of vision and like a direction of travel for the album that I'm feel like that I'm really excited about. That I think is very very different and hopefully really exciting and interesting. And like that's kind of with language of injury, I kind of started with the riffs and then the album kind of appeared. Whereas this time I'm doing a bit more like big picture, like yeah. what is this going to look
0: like? Yeah, and what, what are we what are we you're like, thinking about it beyond beyond the music? Yeah, you know? but yeah totally. But where do we like, want to go?
2: Yeah, what is the idea behind this album? If there is one. I mean, it doesn't have to be like that. But like, yeah. you know, and, and like
0: what, and what does that? Mean like? I'd say whatever happens just don't make us wait four years again
3: uh, we'll try not to yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a there's a
0: lot you can't rush art can I see a little pinky sort of raise day, there day, as you sip from yes. your beer there we go cheers yeah. yes. there
2: does feel an element of pressure on the difficult second album which is yeah. Yeah. oh god yeah but it does feel like you've released something that you love and you had a good reaction so you want to you want to best it you want to yeah. do better yeah, yeah so you're kind of like is this good enough is this right is this what we want to do you know so it might take longer than maybe but we'll, we'll, we'll listen to it. we'll
3: take a look yeah I don't know the thing is like when we wrote The Language of Injury we weren't expecting Anything. Yeah. We weren't expect. We were We didn't go into it with any expectations uh, as to what the reception would be, right? We didn't have the pressure. It was actually amazing. We we didn't feel pressure at all to write an amazing album. That you know that we we didn't really think about it in that from that perspective. Um, I think the important thing for us now is that like we still don't give a shit, really. Like that pressure with the difficult second album only exists in your head right and we've only ever written music for us and it's always just been a fucking lovely bonus that other people like it and it's been such an amazing experience that people really like connect to it and vibe with it and really love it and that is like so amazing and so humbling but also we wrote that album for us and will write the next album
0: for us as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a phenomenal album. Uh, we're absolutely Thank stoked you. about it on Bitch and Brew. Now, uh, before you go to kind of round off that quite serious into a conversation, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. have a little bit of fun. Uh, oh because God. we're at Arc Tangent and we love tangents on Bitch and Brew we're <laughs> going to play a little game called the Tangent Arc yeah uh, so uh, you can't see this dear listener but I do have a <laughs> lovely sort of hot pink Tupperware that I stole from my friend after cheese and wine night the other night nice. Uh yes, and nice. in it uh, several so
3: was there cheese brilliant.
0: or wine in there I'm concerned <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, brownies oh
3: whoa yeah <laughs> Tangent
0: for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's been washed, don't worry. Um, But they were lovely, sort of caramel brownies. Anyway, um, yeah, in here is lots of little bits of paper containing things or people or stuff that I like. uh, Or mostly like, anyway. Uh, So I'm going to allow two of you to pick one each, and then you have two minutes uh, to go (laughs) off on a tangent, somehow linking the two together. Are you feeling up like for it? Yes. Oh, what,
3: So yeah. the two people That pick them Have to link The two subjects together
0: Yes exactly okay. Through some form of tangent okay. I don't so... get it <laughs> So would you like to pick first Sam Yes I would, I would love to,
3: <laughs> keep, to keep it on? to yourself For
0: a second yes. Keep it to yourself For a second There we are okay,
3: we'll Go for it okay.
0: There is all manner Of shit in here now so so give me a sense of give me a sense of the oh shit so, okay what's yours
3: are no, you've I mean, I'm you're not
0: ditching. allowed to say it am I uh, I mean now you've both picked I guess you can kind of say let's go for it I don't know, know what she is I don't oh, know I oh I can do it oh you can do it. it mine is Dave Benson Phillips we
3: get your own back. Oh, oh my, my god, god. I fucking love Dave Benson <laughs> Phillips so um, I can tell you a thing or two about Dave Benson Phillips and the thing that I can tell you is that um Go Time
0: has started, by the way. Oh, okay. what, is, yes. uh, what, what are the rules? Of the game? <laughs> there are no Sorry. rules. Okay. You have to you try and tie the two yes. together within two minutes, however, so tenuous you. If you
3: go on, obviously, if you go, if you, if you go on Dave Benson Phillips's uh, website, like his personal website, he's actually available for hire. Um, which I, I mean, I am not the marrying type. But um, I have been seriously considering asking him to officiate my wedding, um, and then hopefully get gunged. Bridal um, oh my god! It's because that is my dream, and I am, I never grew up. What better um, to celebrate the sanctity of marriage than gunged? Right, exactly. Everyone loves a bit gunged. <laughs> everyone loves getting gunged. Isn't that what you do in your wedding night? I thought everyone oh, got gunged yeah, on well, well, um, that's, that's the tea. <laughs> that's the tea. That's, um,
0: that better funny. not be the link. <laughs> Incidentally,
3: have you ever heard of the children's book, We're Going On A Bear Hunt? Because that is also about getting gunged. Um, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> is I it? I don't know what, yeah. I don't know what about. We're going, we're going on a bear hunt, we're going on a bear hunt, we're going to catch a big one, we're going to catch a big one. That's how it goes, right? Yeah, we're yeah. not scared. And on my wedding night, I'm going to catch a big one too. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay.
0: wow. Okay. I don't know if I added value, yeah. but I okay.
3: enjoyed the journey.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I mean you could have gone through the fact that they have to wade through a pond and I don't
3: remember yeah, that much of it troll tra- like, through
0: mud to get to the bear, and mud's kind of like guns I only I remember
3: those first two sentences or, yeah. from the book um, I grew up in Germany and, so
0: we didn't have that and, I grew up in yeah, in yeah.
3: they only had bro they only so had bro bad. they only had bro- bro- in Germany German. the amount of, yeah.
2: of petrol that's in the I grew up in Germany it's right. running low <laughs> you're running off feelings yeah.
3: we don't want to throat hub honestly the only thing I remember about we're going on a bear hunt is those first two lines um, and I'm sorry Dave Benson for this
0: (laughs) (laughs) but we look forward to him officiating your wedding yes
3: please call me
0: well thank you oh look Yeah. yeah bang on two minutes there we go well
3: thank you very much
0: Thank you very much to Ithaca, their album The Language of Injury is out now on Holy Raw. The track that you heard just now is from it, it's called Impulse Crush, it is an absolute rager. Uh, like we mentioned during the chat, they closed their set with it and it went off, confetti and all. Um, Jamila also, I feel like, really set the bar with her attempt at the tangent arc, and you know, no pressure to my other guests, but I'm just saying she, she set the bar, that's for sure. Um, so, next up. On this uh, this special ArcTangent edition of Pitch and Brew, I sat down with a band a lot of you may have on your radars at this point called Polyphia. Polyphia are one of the most buzzed about bands of the weekend among the fans of that technical instrumental side of music that ArcTangent quite often covers. They're a band I've especially gotten into off the back of their album from last year, which was called New Levels, New Devils. I'll play a clip from uh, one of the tracks off that in a second, and uh, yeah, as a result, I was really really stoked to get face with both of Polyphia's founding members and quite frankly, guitar wizards Scott LePage and Tim Henson. No relation to Jim, I don't think. There. Um, I think I'm going to let my chat with them do the rest of the talking. So let's head back to Arctangent and say hi to Scott and Tim from Polyphia. Him and Scott from uh, Polyphia. Welcome welcome to Art Tangent. You guys have literally just got here. Have you been able to take in any of the vibes so far? Uh, well, we... No. <laughs> we All just right. arrived here it's four minutes bud. late. Bud. I
4: think it's going to be cool because of how raw it is. Yeah. You
0: know, I'm excited to play. You, had, you had the nice views coming in, the overwhelming stench of cow shit. Yeah, we passed fucking Stonehenge. Oh, really?
4: So we passed that, and I was like, wow, I had no idea that was here, because American education did not teach me. Just kidding, they did, I just
0: forgot. No, it's, uh, yeah, lovely rolling countryside hills. Like I said, the stench of cow chip, but also, like, I picked up a pretty bad smell of human shit on the walk Human shit? Yeah. Oh, I could see that. It's the first day of the festival, and already the toilets are starting to waft some some nasty I smells, was of, smells of bomb. There a guy
5: earlier who shit himself. Like, really? he was walking around with shit in his pants. Who, who was really? this? Oh, it was it an older dude? No. He was, like, fucking 23 or something. And he just, I, I like, whispered to Ashman. I was like, this dude shit himself. And Ashman have looks down and goes, his pants? HUH! Did you see like, the doo-doo stain? Yeah, man. His shit was all over himself. Like, he had shit himself. And, like, was walking around with shit in his pants. Ask, I feel ask like, like that's a lie. Ask, com- ask, ask him. I feel ask like you remember. would have told us
1: immediately.
5: Remember when we were standing in line to order our bullshit from that cafe? And how Ashland uh-huh. was first and I was second? The guy in front of us uh, had shit I think so. No. We didn't tell anyone because we didn't want to make a scene. Because the guy looked back at us and, was like, it was weird. But ask uh-huh. Asculine.
0: Well, shitty pants aside, <laughs> yeah, um, you've been on tour with Coheed and Cambria or, yeah. or doing a couple of shows around the UK, at least around around this. Uh, have you been able to touch Claudio's hair yet? Oh no!
4: See, I don't like when people touch my hair. It's very luxurious hair, I, I should say. Well, thank you. And Claudio's <laughs> is also very luxurious. I'd say even more so, just because he's got poof on his side. Yeah. The power of the poof. The power of the poof. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't touch people's hair. Unless, unless
0: they invite you to. Unless but they then- ask me to, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah like a mutual sort of hair stroking and then that's like the ultimate connection isn't it? Yeah, nobody wants to be touched without consent. No, I can imagine that would piss him off a lot. A lot of people like trying to touch his hair at merch or something. Yeah, like last night
4: I uh, I didn't crowd surf at the show but I like kind of like leaned into the crowd Mm. and people started pulling my hair like fucking like grabbing like a lock of it and pulling down Mm. and I was like Wow. Why are you doing this? Who does this? Mm. So please stop. Yeah. Of course, I couldn't fucking say anything because it was really loud when we were playing. <laughs> uh, but luckily, I was right at the end of the set. Anyway, the point is... Yeah.
5: Don't touch the hair, baby. Don't touch anything for that matter. I've, yeah, I've had no. my ass groped. And oh, no, like, really? like, up here, like, and everything, like, oh. while I'm fucking
4: playing. It's terrible. Hints are most recent single and most recent headlining tour look but don't touch yeah that's, that's why we called it that actually yeah. people don't get the memo apparently because on that tour we got we, touched yeah, we a touched lot the most, as well yeah yeah
0: they, they kind of see it as being spurred on really yeah it's almost like don't do that. this. And it's not like, a tongue-in-cheek oh, thing what, don't it's do a this. literal yeah don't touch so obviously uh <clears throat> new levels new devils you've become you're <clears throat> coming up quite quickly actually to the one year anniversary of releasing that record yeah Um, you know it's uh, it definitely kind of doubles down on the electronics and the sort of R&B element of your sound compared to your previous records Um, so much so that I I wouldn't even call it like undertones of like electronic and R&B anymore yeah it's pretty blatant I suppose yeah did you feel like that had been building up for a while across uh, the albums that kind of preceded it. We did The Most Hated, which was straight-up just
5: electronic, Mm. the, the record right before it, and then this record was us toning that down. Yeah. So, and, like, making it more analog rather than fucking like as electronic as it was because we started working with like you know hip hop producers and stuff Mm. uh, versus like just not doing that and so we ended up making hip hop with guitars Mm -hmm. and that's
4: what it is I wouldn't necessarily say that we have been building up to this more so as we kind of just write music that we uh, I guess just experiment with bullshit that we want to experiment with, you know yeah. what I mean? So whatever comes out is what comes out. And then we kinda learn to uh, I guess do whatever we want to do with that. So like in, in, in the most hated, we were like, okay, we wanna like have all this electronic shit, hip hop beat shit going on. And then we did that and we were like, okay, well, I mean you How know, can we make Ashleman's this gonna have to write the parts anyway. Mm. So for new levels, new doubles, we were like, why don't we just have the fucking drum instead of like drum beat, like the fake drums and shit. Yeah, let's just
0: have him do the real drums. Uh, yeah, you know one one thing that's kind of been evident throughout Polyphia's career is you guys incurred like thrive off collaboration with other artists. You've obviously on the last album alone you collaborated with Yvette Young from from Covet, mm-hmm. but also like Jason Richardson, Kuko, uh, Matteo Sassato. What kind of creative approach do you take with each artist when it when it comes to collaborating with them? Do you do, do they already come in and you've got, and you, they sort of play the, the notes that you've already written for them, or do they, you kind of give them the like demo of the track and go see what you can do with this? It depends on each one. Like with
5: Kuko, um, we were hanging out one night and we were talking about making music and. He sent me like five songs of his to like start working on, mm. and then a year later, like I hit him back, and like me and Scott had turned one of his songs into a Bolivia song, and he thought it was sick as fuck, and so we included it on the album. So yeah. it was originally a Cuckoo song. Oh wow! Um, and then we just made it into a Bolivia song um, with like Matea Sissado. Scott and I had sat down and wrote "Drown in One Day" and uh, left that section open and. Uh, um, we wanted like really soulful guitar playing on that section so we were like Mateus would be perfect for this yeah um for Jason Jason was nice because um Jason always always gives us the coolest thing he's ever made every time he gives us something like with Aviator the first time and then this time with Nasty yeah yeah. Um, I forgot
0: it wasn't your first time working with him to be fair (laughs)
5: Yeah, no, we've done, yeah, we, we the second time with him, and uh, we, we pretty much had the first half of the song done, and then the second half of the song structured out, but yeah. nothing was there of substance, and we gave it to him, and we were like, yeah, just add whatever you want, wherever you want, and mm. we'll, like, finish it. He finished the damn song, which was like, oh my god, thank you so much, this song's done now, we yeah. have to fun. like, he just did, like, a two and a half minute long solo or some shit. Um, yeah, we were finishing that album on tour, too, so it was kind of we
4: were under that pressure of like having a deadline right after a tour so we needed it right on that tour so when he sent us back a fucking finished song we were pretty relieved I'm like oh shit dude <laughs> It's all sick, and he finished it,
0: so that's good. When when the instrumentation is so technical as it often is with Polyphia, do you feel like there's there's a lot more kind of riding on you locking in a little bit more with the uh, with the kind of the guesting musicians? When it comes to them, you kind of kind of working in the studio together with them as opposed to kind of doing it over sort of modern technology. We, I wish we did We've never gotten to do it in person of Oh really? Mostly is just us sending
4: people shit mm. Like songs or you know with sections that are open And like them
5: sending us a solo back I think, Or think um, part back or something I think sometimes things click differently Like one thing that will always work very well Is somebody giving us something to start with mm. And us finishing it because like we can adapt to anybody's style, no fucking problem, and it will always end up badass as shit. Other times, um, you know, like uh, we'll send somebody something, and they'll send something completely different back that we didn't expect. So we have to rewrite everything around them. Mm. Um, that happened with Rich Kids, um, and uh, that actually ended up being that was the one with the vet, and that actually ended up being really one of my favorite moments on the album. Mine, um, too. Where, fair. where a band comes in, and, and uh, you know, there originally wasn't like Scott had to come in and, and add a bunch of like backing guitars to it, but mm. and and then she she kind of made the song just turn a little bit somber, yeah. which was fucking beautiful. Um, but Scott had to come in and and uh, like add a little more layers to fill it out and then like tie it in together, you know, because originally like that's just not what we were expecting, like and then same thing with Chon, like originally that song Yas was supposed to be a Polyphia X chon, not a polyphia feature. Like a yeah,
0: more of a collaboration. Yeah,
5: and so me and Mario have been talking about it for so many years of like let's do like a full on collaboration. And so like the only thing that I had was like the main riff, the bam bam the that was the only thing that I had, so I sent that to him. And He was supposed to write another hook back And send that back um, and we were just gonna go back and forth on it But what had happened was him and Eric just kind of started writing guitar solos um, and then we had like the, the hook and some guitar solos and so we had to like write an entire song like behind what they gave us um, so you know like it, I think sometimes it works like sometimes like you know another artist has an idea of like what the fuck the song needs and other times they just like here's this and mm. then we'll end up being the, the uh, executive producers to tie it together
0: and make it like a cohesive story from start to finish if that makes sense um, Well before you guys go today um, and uh, before we finish off our delicious Purity Berenko beers, thank you for Purity for hooking us up <laughs> Dear uh, listener, cool. in my hit, I don't know if you can really pick that up, but... Uh, I've got a Tupperware full of um, full of things. People, things, stuff. I would like each of you to pick one out of the box. For the record, we are picking pieces of paper out of
5: a Tupperware. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is, have things written on it. Oh, them. wow, this is a fucking good one. I got a
0: goddamn good one. All right. Um, All right. And you have two minutes to... Collaborate with one another and go off on a bit of a tangent and somehow link the two together. I got your favorite slipknot mask. And
1: so,
5: I, I got Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. So the slipknot first of all I just wanna say okay, yeah. My yeah. my favorite slipknot mask.
4: I actually fucking bought it. It was the bass player's one, I think, like a long ass time ago. Yeah, Paul Pool like, Gray the, the fucking but you have like the nails on the mouth and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember which, exactly which one.
5: Thompson's is pretty cool too, I guess. It's just like sneery, you know? Probably around that time that you were into Slipknot, Terminator came out. Um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger. Did he ever play Mr. Freeze?
0: Yeah, in Batman and Robin.
5: The worst Batman Wait, film Wait, he fucking really did? Yeah. Oh. See, this is information we had no idea. <laughs> it's The, the, cool. only, Are you Batman, the not only Batman that? that we know is fucking the Dark Knight trilogy.
0: Remember? Oh yeah, no. Before that, you had Batman and Robin, which was George Clooney as Batman. Oh, okay. And Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, and Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Wow. That sounds like a
5: star-studded cast. Was it bad? It was really bad. That's bad. It was That's
4: really, like a really, really, really good bad. cast. I, I want to watch that and watch him be like. Whatever he says. Yeah. See, we oh. we have
0: I have, we Dude, haven't yeah. seen that. We I didn't even know that. Can was we pick real. different ones? Yeah, I, 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 I think you, one. you can pick. Yeah, I think you I can pick one different, different one. one to tie yeah. Slipknot to and your favorite right, Slipknot okay. mask. Tim's kind of volunteered to pick one out there, folks. Well, he got he
5: got one that he knew. I got one yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. A delicious can of beer from Purity Brewing Co. Oh, this one has a goat on it. And uh not the goat, so
0: fucking that's the easiest. There so,
5: we go. There we go. Didn't even need that much time, you know. You need like ten
0: seconds for that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. And we'll cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. Scott and Tim, good luck for your set later today. Thanks, and sir. thank you very much for joining me on Viction Boat. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much to Tim and Scott from Polyphia. I think that game of Tangent Arc knocked them for six a little bit. They'd only just got on the site. But hey, it's an unforgiving game in an unforgiving world of podcasting. Uh, but make sure you go and listen to their latest album. It's called New Levels, New Devils, featuring the track you just heard, uh, which is called Nasty. You are listening to the Arc Tangent special of and Brew. If this is your first time listening, then, then thank you very much for tuning in. I would politely encourage you to subscribe to and Brew via your podcast platform of choice. Of course, I'm bringing you chats from backstage at Arctangent this year, but plenty of bands from this year's lineup have been on the podcast before. So, if you're a fan of Black Peaks, Jamie Lemon, Employed to Serve, uh, Palm Reader, Pine, Conjurer, Brutus, uh, God, who else? Puppy, uh, the St. Pierre Snake Invasion, of course, they've been on before. Um, there's chats with all of those bands, uh, which are all available to listen back to now alongside some chats from uh, the likes of Kansbats and Shkari, we've had the Bronx on before, Newfound Glory, uh, Milk Teeth and indeed the next band we'll be chatting to who I am very excited to welcome back to the podcast. It's time to catch up with Cult Dreams, obviously formerly known as Kamikaze Girls. Uh, Lucinda Livingston, their singer and guitarist, has been on before. It was a great chat that we had last year, and I was really overjoyed to finally welcome the other half of Cult Dreams to and Brew, drummer Connor Dawson. Just a great lad, I must just say. Um, Obviously, a lot has changed with Cult Dreams since we had Lucinda on, including the release of their new album, Things That Hurt. We will be reviewing that on the next episode of The Bitchin' Review, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, In the meantime, let's talk to the artists themselves about the making of that record, among many other things. This is Connor and Lucinda from Cult Dreams. Very, 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 very excited uh, to uh, welcome, well, back to the podcast, uh, half of half of Cult Dreams and welcome the other half of Cult Dreams to the podcast for the first time. Lucinda, welcome back. Hello. Hello. Uh, it's great to have you back and kind of welcome to Bitch and Brew for the first time I, yeah, yeah, it's I, happened it's finally yeah, happened yeah. Um, yeah well I mean a lot has changed since we had you on the podcast Lucinda yeah a, a lot has changed um, I mean you're in nervous now
6: yeah
0: officially officially and killing it thanks um and going sort of more into cult dreams, you've had the the big name change. Uh, big which, name change. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, because of obviously the, we won't go too far into the reasons going into that. You know, uh, it's perhaps another conversation for another time. It felt like it got a lot of respect, and it was kind of it was done in a very respectful manner. I think.
6: Yeah, I think I think that was just that was just the plan is to like, you know, acknowledge why we did it and then just be like cool this is the new name we're off to record an album now yeah see you in a bit
0: did it felt did, i know obviously like a name change could be very superficial but it did it feel a lot like kind of hitting the reset button a little bit
6: um i don't know it's weird because like we'd already like written and demoed the album mm. so it was almost like it was almost like we accidentally like picked a name that suited the new album mm. like and it was just like and it's nice to like reinvent yourself every record in different ways like creatively and like with like the imageries and stuff like that so yeah it was just like i don't know it was it didn't feel unnatural because we were just starting another album cycle anyway so it was just it was just felt like a good time to do it and then we went to the studio and then yeah and then so when we brought everything out like everything had already changed over so it's pretty easy
0: yeah yeah, it was a pretty smooth transition. Uh, it looks like you've had a lot of fun with the imagery. Um, they were yeah. here uh, for a little bit. We've been trying to get Martina on the podcast for some time now. <laughs> really? And now uh, she's just disappeared? And, uh, yeah, she's, just, she's <laughs> fucked off. She's, uh, she's, she's hightailed it out of here. Um, but yeah, uh, it looks like you've had a lot of fun with the visuals, working with Ginger Dope. Yeah, we wanted to
6: work with Martin for like a while, I think she had like shot us a few times at a few different gigs and Hmm. they were always the pictures we loved the most and then we like used some of her work on like shirts and then yeah the the second we started like planning i just sent i sent her an email like hey we want you to do everything are you up (laughs) for it and i just got a reply that said omg text me (laughs) um so yeah, that was a nice thing, and yeah, she's been with us the last few days on tour, so that's and now nice. She's sick of us, and now that's so. why she's run away. Yeah, she doesn't yeah like
0: Absolutely. as as little time as she can spend with you guys. Possible. She's gonna. To be honest, I don't really blame her. So, yeah. <laughs> what what are the van habits like? Because with a with a small amount of people in the van, it can you know there's less chance of it getting all crammed and people getting all sort of claustrophobic and pissed off with one another well,
6: we like the way that we tend to travel these days like we don't ever really tour in a car now like we used to because we have too much stuff but yeah in the early days it'd just be me and connor in in a in a car yeah. and then and then now we'll tend to, like, we'll rent, like, transit vans Mm. that just have three seats in the front.
0: Oh, so this van has actually got seats now, as opposed to the one you drove across, you were telling me about on the last podcast. The American one? Yeah, the American one. Yeah, like, so,
6: we are, yeah, we're just in, like, we just get these, like, rubbish, cheap, local transit vans that have, like, three seats, and it means that, like, it'll be, like, us two and a crew member, and, like, that's, like... That's kind of like a cheaper way to do it for us. That kind of like is a perk of being a two piece, I guess. Um, I don't know what what the van habits are. I I drive.
0: How do you? And then
6: like yeah.
0: Are you always driver? You're always the designated driver. At the moment. Yeah. At, the, at
6: the moment, yeah, because like. Connor will always like just fly in from Belgium or something and, yeah, of and then I'll always pick the van up from wherever and Connor's not there to like do all the boring license checks and the proof because of Because I addresses. have a Belgian
7: driving license now, yeah. the place we rent from in front doesn't allow doesn't, you Would yeah. be there to do it and I think yeah. you have to pay extra for It's, it's not like, like that,
6: so. yeah, so it's just kind of like, it's falling on me a little bit at the moment, but like, it's not... Yeah. Like that How
0: yeah. long have you been living in Belgium now, Connor? Two years next month. Wow, fantastic. Where whereabouts? Uh, in Antwerp. Oh, wonderful. Uh, obviously, we're drinking delicious Purity Brewing Company beers right now. You've you've also got the Longhorn it's Unfiltered Rye yeah. IPA. Where's where it from? I'm trying to see
7: where it's from. Crafted with. <laughs> of the Warwickshire countryside, yes, absolutely. I thought you were going
6: to say it was a Belgian beer. No, well, I thought
7: but that's where you were going. You must have thought. good experience of the Belgian brewskis now. Oh, there we Belgian go. Belgian brews are <laughs> lethal. That's that's <laughs> a word
0: that I was looking for. Yeah, they are deceptively strong. Yeah, for, uh, uh, <laughs> like I used to work in a Belgian bar okay. in Portsmouth, right. and um, uh, one thing that was quite popular was Quack. Yeah, Quack is. Uh, it's a very interesting. View. Do you know why it's called quack? I don't know why it was called quack, Did but you? I know why they serve it in the in the yeah, rounded bottle So when glasses. you drink it, you quack your head on it,
1: and that's why it's
2: called
7: quack.
0: Yeah, they the they middle. look like these, you know, like the old Yard of ale you used to get. Yeah, where it's like,
6: I know the ones you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, like a really yeah.
0: big ball of the bottom. It's yeah. got like a little neck, and then it comes out into a yeah. a thing. So. I, I, I heard about one place in Ghent where apparently you hand your shoes in at the bar and they give you the biggest glass of quack possible Fantastic. and they sort of have a pulley system uh, where um, yeah, your shoes get basically pulled up to the ceiling right. and you're not allowed your shoes back until you return the glass just because so many of them get nicked. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> right. sounds about right for both of Um So, very, very exciting day for you guys. Not quite the sort of exciting day as tomorrow will be. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're the day before release day of Things yeah. Will uh-huh. Hurt. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I mean, you know, we were just talking to, to Ithaca um, and, you know, their album is... Um, obviously very introspective but it sounds like from the songs we've heard so far i haven't heard the rest of the album i'm oh, like not. i know i have to wait till sunday now i know
6: i would have sent you it
1: <laughs>
0: great i'll be able to listen to it out here with no signal. <laughs> <nor. laughs> yeah. um uh, it seems like uh, this time certainly with the two songs we've heard so far that it's a much more sort of outward looking album did you kind of did you find that a lot of your observations and kind of frustrations about the state of the world had been have been building up long before kind of heading into the studio to record this one?
6: Yeah, it was just like a, like probably like a three year build-up over touring, lyrically. Th- the two songs that we put out, the two singles, We Never Rest and Not My Generation, they're probably the most out with ones on the record. Mm. I think that's just coincidence that those are the ones that came right. out. Um, but yeah I think uh, yeah a lot of it's like looking back on like all the weird stuff that we went through while we were on tour that was like surrounding like different politics in the world or like different things that were happening I guess um and it's like, yeah, it's just like hard not to acknowledge that because that's literally where we've been. Like, it's where we've been traveling through it for like the last three years. It all feels over the like world. we've just
7: been following like shit situations around. Yeah, we yeah. Like every single place we go to, like, it just happens to be when
0: awful stuff is
7: happening there. It must
0: it must be horrible for you especially Connor just watching it kind of from afar over Yeah it's, it's actually quite difficult to stay like connected with things because
7: it just seems like so much is happening especially in this country so quickly that like I don't watch the news for like three days and I'm like what the fuck's going on? Here? Yeah. Like I don't understand what have I missed and what has happened and then you speak to other people and they also don't really understand what's happening mm. so there's just so much stuff that's going on and nobody really Things are happening too quickly for people to be able to yeah. like process it and to justify what's happening.
6: Yeah.
0: So, you were working with Bob Cooper on this album. Yeah. Um, had you worked with him on Seafoam? phone? And yeah. sad. Oh, yeah. and sad as well. So you've probably built up quite a like a really good working relationship at this time. What what do you kind of look for in that producer band relationship when making an album? Bob Cooper.
1: That's yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> yeah. We
6: like I we've known him for twelve years
1: yeah. wow.
2: probably.
6: Since he was a student.
7: Yeah. And since he had a MySpace page called Bob Records Bands.
6: Yeah. Excellent. Like, yeah. And then Were you
7: in the top eight? Uh, I don't think I was cool enough to be in the top eight back no, then. No, so. I don't even... No. Like,
6: I just sort of knew him in passing. I just sort of knew him yep. in passing. <laughs> and then I did some session... I did, like, a session-based studio thing with him. And that I met him properly then. And then we, like, recorded with a few other people in our old band. And then when we did Tonic Youth. We did Tonic Youth with him. Uh, we did Sad with him. Yep. Sea Foam, and then we did the recent record with him. I think for, I really like the way that we do guitars with Bob. Mm. That like, um,
7: there's a lot of care that goes into. Yeah, the, like, the, the, obvi- the
6: like obviously, like obviously, like we're a big pedal band, and like mm. it's, and he's just as into that <laughs> as I am. Yeah. Um, and also the way the the way that he works with you when you record your vocals is really good. Yeah. Like, he pays, like, real big attention to getting, like, a really, like, emotional, like, performance. Mm. Like, he pays a lot of attention to that. Like, he doesn't, like, he doesn't care if things aren't like specifically like on paper they sound right Mm. like a lot of it's like about like delivery and emotion and obviously that then ties in to what we do like vocally with this band really well because like like i'm not you know i'm i'm not like a singer like i'm not (laughs) (laughs) like uh, everything vocally in this band is about like the delivery and the sincerity and the emotion and then guitar wise it's all about it's pedals. the same it's with just, drums as well yeah. like
7: you'll be recording a drum part and he was like technically the one you did before was better but the one that you've just recorded you were hitting harder you yeah. had so much more feeling in there and yeah. it's just a way better take yeah. so i think it being like on the grid yeah so,
6: i think it's just yeah i think i think we're just very very comfortable with him
0: as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Almost to the point at which, you know, probably not work with another producer for the foreseeable.
6: Well it's just it's just that thing, it's like they say you should sort of like go like experiment and work mm. with other people. But the thing the thing is is that every time we've come to do a new record, he has got in touch with me and told me how much he wants to do it. And having someone that's like as excited about your record as you are yeah. is like probably equally as important.
1: Yeah.
6: Like you could pay like you know, you can pay like millions of pounds and go somewhere across the other side of the world and work with like a really famous producer, um, but if they don't care yeah. What's,
1: yeah. what's
6: going into it, Apart from them just pressing record,
7: we've had friends' bands who have gone to record in like America with people, yeah. and they've literally just like recorded and been given the tapes, and was like, "This is your, this is your EP or this is your album." Like, you don't get any say. It's in how quite it's a happened. lack of ownership, really, yeah, isn't it? Because exactly, the
0: yeah. producer should be as accountable as the band for yeah. the sound yeah, yeah, of the Yeah, and I
6: think like I think with Bob, like we're never afraid to be like, no, we want something like this. And at the same point, he's not afraid to be like, oh, should we try this? Or like, mm. I don't know. It was, I think like we're quite awkward people. So feeling comfortable is like really good. And so if we have that, it's like, oh, we're all right. Like- there,
7: there was a moment where we were recording Seafoam and we were like, you know, it'd be really funny if we just put this song in drop beat and just see how that sounded and then it ended up sounding really good yeah and we were, oh wow yeah and I think is that good for nothing that's drop B or is it something else it's like the super low tuning
6: we um I don't no, know no it's uh,
7: KG Go at The Pub oh the second verse in that like you listen to it and it's just super super low
6: yeah we just like we did some weird we just did some like weird things with that song yeah like that came out of nowhere and it was just like a nice organic thing that happened mm. where it's like I don't know yeah just little things like that that like on paper you're not planning for but then they happen and they make the record better
0: well it's uh it's very exciting times for you guys um things that hurt is out tomorrow i mean it's out now by the liter- people do this. i mean you
6: can literally go buy it at the merch right now yeah, yeah people, people are
0: getting it early aren't they yeah.
6: i've seen people's pre-orders have been arriving this morning yeah. which is pretty nice yeah like because they should be rewarded yeah. for pre-ordering yeah. <laughs> so they yeah that's fair yeah. enough but like yeah we um we've we've actually had copies on the merch all week yeah. um because we just got given a them. Trip.
0: Well, it's been your first uh, before you go. It's been your first headline shows in two years. Has this been a nice little warm up for the for the tour in in September?
6: Yeah, like I think it was. We did them like around this because mm. it kind of just made made sense. And
0: yeah, yeah no, I suppose good. the trip over as well. Yeah, you know, we yeah. Got, um,
6: yeah, we got London tomorrow on the day it comes out. So hopefully that'll be a that'll be a big gig. Is that a paper dress vintage? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that.
0: Well, Connor Lucinda, it's been so lovely having you on, and uh, and we'll hope to see you again soon. We'll see you on tour in uh, in September. Yes. Yeah. Cheers. yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Uh, cheers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome thanks to connor and lucinda from cult dreams always wonderful company and just good people um a little apology i do have to make we ran out of time to play the tangent arc with lucinda and connor which is you know a real shame it's the only band that we couldn't play the game with but you know life goes on and we'll have them back on soon enough so maybe we'll have to revive the game just for that Mm, i don't know it's a pretty terrible game isn't it so maybe not but uh one thing that definitely isn't terrible Uh, not to give away a spoiler of the next episode of the Bitchin' Review, is Cult Dreams' new album. It's called Things That Hurt. It is out now on Big Scary Monsters, and the track you just heard is from it. It's called We Never Rest. It was the first single from the album, and, you know, it's closing their set now, and rightly so. It's just an anthem, isn't it? That chorus. Um, They're also going to be touring the UK and Europe later this month, so why not head to cultdreams.co.uk and get a ticket for your Local show um, that chat leads us nicely onto another band making waves, not just in their native Brighton, which is where Lucinda is based, uh, but also around the UK and beyond. Uh, the band are called Wildcat Strike. Now we haven't had much of an opportunity to talk about Wildcat Strike on Bitchin Brew, but I loved their debut album, Rhubarb Nostalgia, which came out last year. And since recording this chat that you're about to hear, they released the Blood Orange Sessions which is a collection of reworkings of tracks from that very album. I was really looking forward to getting to know the band a little bit better. We hadn't hung out before, um, or at least the two members who sat down with me, which were drummer Joe Capel and bassist Chris Whitehorn. So we've got the rhythm section together for a lovely chat. Uh, I should add, however, this is the only chat that I recorded on the Friday, the Biblical Rain Day, and because the press area was Pretty much leaking at that point. I decided I didn't want to get all my expensive mic and gear and you know recording setup out for fear that we may get some rainwater on it. So I decided to take it back to basics, back to the very origin of Bitch and Brew, dig out the voice memos app on iPhone and just record it through that as well. So if the audio quality is noticeably lower, I can only apologize. But it was a nice time we had regardless backstage at Arc Tangent with Joe and Chris from Wildcat Strike. Have you guys literally
1: just got here? No, we, no, we, we, we here. arrived here yesterday, yesterday
8: afternoon. Um, about two? About two or three, uh, and well. yesterday was glorious weather, it was beautiful. Um to set up the tent before it went mental yeah and yeah i was in shorts all evening <laughs> um, it was so lovely and then woke up this morning to some dripping on my head and the tent shaking violently and <laughs> it's all part of the the festival game here
0: yeah, exactly but the vibes are still good yeah the man vibes are still vibes good, are good. Peak's volume. Spirit, spirit is the still high is, it, really? i'm beer is still beer. As, we are. As you thank open. you very much to purity for the free beer <laughs> yeah, by the way cheers cheers, cheers. i'm it. here with uh, chris and joe from wildcat sure. strike welcome to Pitch and brew thank you at long last uh is it your first time at Octangent? It yes. is. Uh, played Two Thousand Trees
8: before I joined the band, but I was there um, watching. Um, and, and so nice to sort of be back in, yeah. in this part of the world. It's not even our first time actually coming to the festival. You, you've come as pumped it's as not yeah, 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 I've worked here before recording for the, the year I can't remember if it was two or three years ago which was like American football Godspeed oh, tt and was... Delta Sleep Enemies that, to me that I could have curated that line myself it was just dreamy to me yeah. and this year as well you know was we're still sure. an absolutely <laughs> brilliant we're, we're so excited sure. to finish playing we've got a, a stripped down gig in the morning and then our proper gig in, in the afternoon and then, oh well,
0: I didn't realise you were playing two gigs. That's so so the Boss, boss asked thing. us to
8: the boss have a shipping container. Oh right. Um, and oh yeah, you're doing like the demos. They asked you. us, you yeah, know, come like along and, and, and show us sort of what you do with your pedals. Of um, <laughs> which was freakishly coincidental. So Gok from the festival emailed us a few months back and said, Would you fancy doing this Boss breakfast session? And it just so happened that two days later, we were going into the studio to record um, our EP, which is coming out in two weeks, but will be available from the merch tent tomorrow here on CD. Oh, people um, are getting it early. We, yeah, yeah. Exclusive
0: uh, Engine release. Um, it's very kind of you. Cult Dreams are doing that as well. <laughs> <you>? <laughs> yeah, well, their new record's out today, but people were getting it on tour this week. Nice. So. so,
8: yeah, th- we released our album, Reward out to last year, and this uh, EP is called The Blood Orange Sessions, and it's seven tracks that are taken from that album, re- but re- reworked A few of them were live session videos that we had already done or are about to release and through our label Small Pond. And then four, we tracked in the studio. Yeah, so we like completely sort of like took the songs back to almost how
2: they start. Daddy basically writes a load of the songs, as like a focus on the stuff, just a piece of So we sort of taken loads of them back to that sort of stage and then just added a few bits around it
8: um, and just made them sort of a lot more. Down tempo and low five, sort of it was sort of like produced in a weird way. Instead of B.S.I. I play melodica, yeah. synth, keys, piano, oh, wow. Joel plays now. synth and piano yeah, and keys just, like few drum machine bits. Stuff and stuff. But it's just yes, yeah, a bit different, it's really nice
0: yeah. Well well like you said, the Blood Orange sessions, it's coming out it's coming out the twenty-third, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for people who aren't at Art Tangent, you yeah. can pick it up. But, um, Uh, It obviously follows on from Rhubarb Nostalgia. Congratulations on everything that's kind of come your way since the album came out. Thank you. It's a fantastic record. Can I make a suggestion? If you've uh, named this the Blood Orange Sessions following on from Rhubarb Nostalgia, if you're going to do another record, can you make it totally improvisational and call it the Raspberry Jams?
1: (laughs) I I think that you're all the winner.
0: That's the direction. (laughs) I'm not... now I'm not saying that it took me the full two and a half hour drive from Portsmouth to, for me to figure that one out, but there it's was very good. when we when we first started um, sort of
8: writing new stuff after Rhubarb, Originally, the concept was going to be uh, a concept EP about bees. Yeah, um, it was going. Danny's idea
2: was going to be about bees and <laughs> a beekeeper that died. I think
8: bees that he turned and, into bees. And they,
1: yeah, and then when, uh,
8: and then that was like the chorus, like when we die, we're, our bodies are beekeepers. Yeah. Uh, something yeah but we scrapped that idea yeah.
0: it made sense at the time <laughs> yeah. maybe save it for a rainy day yeah. Yeah. when the creative well is totally but, drained yeah. you I've know got you got have that, one that one sort of one. stashed away and raspberry jams you know. and raspberry jams exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so these, these seven tracks all kind of reworkings reimaginations of songs yeah. from rhubarb do you like the idea of uh, songs never being like the finished product, and you can Absolutely. always kind of revisit it and rework yeah, 100%. it. 100%. The whole point of this
2: was just to see what other direction we could take the songs in um, from the full band sort of yeah. aspect where they were in the album. So, like, still, they've sort of become their own, their own thing. Like,
8: they're just completely different songs now. When, when you record the something,
2: lines in them, and you like loads
8: of other stuff. It's not just like we just played it straight down. We've like rearranged them.
0: Yeah. When you record
8: good. something, it's a snapshot at that time, and it evolves. Um, certainly, whenever we do anything live, it's never um, it's never exactly as it is in the record. Mm-hmm. Really, um, it's, it's you know it makes it more fun to, yeah. to sort of play around with it and change it up a little. Um, And it was nice to to take a step back from, we haven't played really this year a lot. Uh, We've got a little bit of a tour at the end of the month and then another one in November. Um, But we've we've played half a dozen gigs this year at most. Um, And so it's nice to go away from these songs. We haven't played any of the Rude Power songs for two or three months since Bad Pond
1: um,
8: in April. um, And then came to the practice room the other day and suddenly it was like, What did I do here before?
0: I can't really remember. I'll write something new and something fresh comes up and keeps it interesting. It's interesting, really, because it was recorded at Small Pond, wasn't it? Same as the album. It's not a a studio I've had the chance to visit yet, but it seems like... The Brighton scene, I, I kind of grew up, I, I grew up not far from, I've mentioned it so many times on the podcast at this point, but I grew up in Horsham, so, uh, you know, when I was kind I of working work like, in Southwater, so just next door. <laughs> I used to live in Southwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. In the Londis, or no? Uh, I work for Bowers & Wilkins. Oh, okay. Speakers. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, That's really fucking... I didn't even know they were based
8: in Very Southwater. Very recently. Just, just moved from Stemming.
0: Oh, that's excellent
8: that's really cool really I did not nice know why village. I said Londis it's because my mum worked in the London' <laughs> when we were living in South it's water. right beside this country park so you can oh yeah like the, the big lake where you can love do water sports and stuff. it's right beside there one of the guys was um, on a like, walk yesterday uh, or yeah yesterday um, I don't know, Wednesday was the last day I was in work and saw like a, a kingfisher this like this bright blue kingfisher in the country park like Yes, yeah, it's, it's a real nice part of the world, and just, you're right on the downs so or right along the downs. link. I yeah. uh, sort of run along there sometimes. It's beautiful, absolutely stunning part of the country.
0: Yeah, lovely lunchtime walk around the country. Yeah. As well. I, I know that when you work in an office, you've got to find your you've got to find your serene spot on yes. like lunch breaks. Yes. I have found that recently. I work on like a business park, but it's just around the corner from like a nature reserve and some marshes. Um, so I just go there stick on a podcast not my own
1: uh,
0: <laughs> occasionally maybe I'm kind of gauging how previous guests have done to see if I want to welcome them back okay. <laughs> your invite's already confirmed Thanks, by the way to so come much. back <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah going back to going back to Small Pond it seems like you know when I was kind of growing up there was the Brighton Metalcore scene which was like revolved around places like the Hydron, yeah. um and to a larger extent the Haunt as well obviously we never got to play the Haunt but we played the Hydrant a couple of times what's, what's it now it's called Hair and Hounds. Hair and Hounds, yeah, um, which is the original name, I think, wasn't yeah, it? Before yeah, it's it the original up, pub name. So it's reverted there. a little bit. Um, but yeah, it the seems like. The... Not upstairs anymore, oh, is it not? No, we played the upstairs and the downstairs. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, they, they, they kind of stopped doing music on Oh, okay. They changed it to Bleach upstairs for a while, didn't they? But Bleach is now across the road from it, right? No, oh, no, 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 Bleach is above it. Isn't Bleach it? was
2: above it and it's uh, there so, yeah, and
0: they've they doing music oh, it, yeah. Shit, shit. Um, which sucks. There's quite a lot of that in Brighton at the moment, just like the venues. It, it feels so it like sucks. almost sort of contradictory to that. Yeah, it yeah. seems like the Brighton scene is coming back in a big way and it kind of is revolving yeah. primarily around small bombs. Yeah, for,
8: first thing this morning, we had the, the Battle of Brighton where we never learned to live and Clitrip played on, on two opposing stages, and I was like so proud, you know. I. I I I went from one to the other, because I wanted to catch them both, because they're both brilliant. Um, And, yeah, to see both those bands playing to, like, a thousand people, it's like, yeah, this is where they deserve to be. And, um, you know, as with any smallish town, Brighton's population is 300,000 or whatever. Often these bands won't play to many people. Um, But, yeah, there is a really strong scene, I think. And having small pond is sort of, like... It feels to me almost like a HQ or sort of like a central place because it's uh, rehearsing and recording um, and it's a label as well and it's a label and yeah it's it's a great place and there's so many so many great bands having them in Brighton you know just spawns so many great bands and just you know Brighton itself is a... Is a brilliantly cultural town. It always has been like the artist's getaway. You know, historically, for a hundred years ago, that was you know where the Prince Regent got had his weekend getaway from London, and, and it still feels like that sort of artistic escape from
0: the it city it's down by the seaside
1: place,
0: it's it feels like you really captured the essence of that small-pond community with uh, with one track on yeah. Rubalph in particular which is Sickle Cell where you had all those sort of backing vocals uh, so how, how what were the vibes like in the studio that day because you had what in, in Technicolor and uh, Delta Sleep as yeah. well uh, some,
8: some physics High band members yeah. some, uh, all the friends all, all meds, yeah, Matt from Tall Ships um, yeah, Matt from Totips works in Small Pond. He was there on Wednesday when yeah, like we went to pick up our gear. Small Pond. I like built it with all the guys. No way! I'm the engineer. I recorded all of our
2: he stuff. He recorded so. oh, all the wow, album. that's fantastic. I love that one of the in-house engineers. Sorry, I stuff. should know that if no, I did my fine. research. No no, <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, It's
8: not written anyway. I don't think it's common. No. no. But uh, I'm one of the in-house engineers there, like, um, so I recorded all of
2: our
0: stuff. and hmm.
1: some of the things that
0: is it, is it quite nice? Did you feel quite safe in the knowledge that it was, you know? Well, I think our record was the first one that was written there, written. recorded
2: there, mixed there, mastered there and released by Pond. It it's a, a true a Small <laughs> OJ. It's gone through
8: Absolutely. every cog <laughs> of the machine, yes, yeah, it's pretty um, cool. And, and yeah, so th- what was great was that he, uh, because Joe works there, we were able to sort of work our recording around other people so yeah. it, it wasn't we lots of late nights. it wasn't like so, okay we we book it out for a day here and a day there it's like oh, okay well, the studio's free tonight after nine we can go in from nine to midnight and do some mixing or whatever um, so it, it had this quite relaxed atmosphere of like chipping away at it it wasn't like we need this thing to be done there in was a no week there no like deadline to it or anything not really um, not massively so anyway. no, there <laughs> was some that we definitely missed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not trying to whip us into getting it done much earlier but um, <laughs> Yeah, we, and even the, that, that particular vocal session where we, we got everyone wasn't... We we have done it before where yeah. we've, like, it's kind invited of all our friends this day, this time, this event, like, come, please, and sing. But that was just, like, oh, Dave's supplied like, Matt supplied Like, everyone... Everyone's Dev, just Dev's, here. Everyone in Dev... this room and shout some stuff. Yeah, like, get get everyone in. Not um, just some stuff, like, here yeah, and the lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, No, I just gave him a sheet, literally. Danny just told them what to say. Danny
8: wasn't there. Danny had the... He was... Back at home, or something, so we had to guide. Yeah, and, and Dev from Delta Sleep was like, What's this vocal melody? I was like, I don't know, I, <laughs> I, I just sing it.
0: Well, I, I mean, don't just know sing what, it, like, does it go I was like, Less questions, more singing. Um, yeah, so uh, you're playing Arc Tangent, uh, obviously, you said twice tomorrow you're doing that uh boss morning session, which should be lovely. That should be very nice with a breakfast burrito. I saw, um is it a Totaso? Yeah. Doing yeah. their, doing their Marty. session there earlier, which was awesome. I'd never heard that band before, so you know, it's such a good place for discovery. I've met Marty back in Northern Ireland 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, and then
8: he moved to like Derby, Nottingham area to do, alright, The Captain, I think was his project at that time. Um, then they were playing at, um, at Alternative Escape with my old band and bumped into him and was chatting and was like oh you're, I, did, I thought you were from some Derby he's like you're from Northern Ireland and then was Chapman that and, child, and um, I swear yeah. anyone we meet in Brighton who's from Northern Ireland you know them <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to Brighton you know it's, it's very
0: much got that insular it's really funny insular vibe um, yeah amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I mean, the, the full band set as well after the boss morning session, yeah. so you're looking forward to kind of easing people out of their hangovers before someone else would yeah, un- like this slightly- horrible blast detection or something.
1: <laughs> slightly
8: unfortunately, with the weather, we think that what will happen is that, so originally the, the plan for the boss session was that we play in the shipping container and people can hear that outside, now that it's raining. We have been asked to significantly strip down our setup so that more people can get inside to which is absolutely I think fair we're enough. still fit on there? I don't know. I have a lot of pedals. <laughs> You've got a big setup. You're, yeah. you're running everything for your MacBook. You're all synths, it on my sense with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, it'll, it'll be nice. Um, I was thinking about rejigging the setlist as well to sort of make it quieter at the start to sort of ease in because that that ball thing will be like 9:30. Yeah
0: so we'll there, need... there will still be people stumbling around with silent disco headphones on going, <laughs> going where's, where's
1: the <laughs> music <Go on>. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah it'll
8: be nice to sort of <laughs> <laughs> ease that in a bit warm the vocal cords a little um get the fingers hopefully a bit drier and a bit yeah a bit warm a bit nimble and, and then take to the main stage or as well not the main stage which is
0: seems like a great
8: stage yeah,
0: yeah. Are, are we saying it yokai or, or yokai? Not yokai not a clue not a clue I keep thinking that's good for your digestive system yeah. <laughs> and that's yak well, I, I get yeah, because I'm stage. guessing that's a Mars Volta reference yeah, yeah, similar, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly but yokai I'm like I'm drawing a blank as to what it is I had this
8: yesterday with um, the band I believe it's called Pine or pronounced Pine, Pine. They, were they were fucking phenomenal, phenomenal man. <laughs> they, they played Bad Pond the day after we did and I was too hungry over there we playing first and I didn't get down in time and I missed them and I was gutted because from reading about them and listening a little bit I was like this will be up my street and
0: then when so saw I was like this is fucking right up my street this is fucking <laughs> I brilliant. can imagine it's not good for a hangover though there were <laughs> times watching that set where I was like Oh, this is a bit much. <laughs> but, yeah, a few people were like, are you going to see Pigeon? Are you going to see... And I'm sure, I'm sure they get that a lot. They do.
3: They
8: Luckily, Arneum, kind that's of, it's, it's, we, we, it's easy enough to pronounce. Uh...
0: Yeah, we we, we, we had uh, Nick from Pine on the show very, very recently. I bet he's heard literally all of them. Pine, peen, pain. It's, it's Dutch for pain. So, ah, OK. Um, I think... Pine is the uh, the general consensus anyway. Good. But he's happy with pigeon as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, know. Pigeon's pretty great, actually. <laughs> or like
8: <laughs> pigeon, pin,
0: pin, pin, You guys ever seen the film Fifty First Dates? Yeah. You know when he's like trying to he's trying to get with Drew Barrymore, so he pretends he can't read, <laughs> and he's trying to read the word pancakes. It's like that Yeah. Um...
1: <laughs> <Pan-ca-ca-ca- laughs>
0: Hand clerks. (laughs) Right, well, before you go, uh, I will uh, ask you to partake in our little game that that we are calling the Tangent Arc. Okay. Um, So, in my hand, I have a lovely pink Tupperware full of uh, what I'm calling things, people, and stuff. Uh, Some of which are linked to Arc Tangent, some of which have no link to Arc Tangent whatsoever. But uh, you're each going to pick one out. And I'm going to give you two minutes okay. to go off on a tangent with one another and somehow tenuously link the two. Get- I have Jeff Goldblum's Magnificent Torso, which I can hopefully riff on Halloumi. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you, you have two minutes to discuss the link between Jeff Goldblum's Magnificent Torso and Halloumi. Go! So, you know, Jeff Goldblum's Magnificent Torso, we've seen it in the fly
2: yeah.
8: where it was slightly mutated. Oh. Um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with what uh, kind of like Halloumi can be sometimes <laughs> yes that's one one <laughs> link. Uh, that is tenuous uh, I have seen pictures of Jeff Goldblum topless and you know th- those would suggest that his magnificent torso is not related to Halloumi you know I would say the guy keeps in shape maybe doesn't eat a lot of cheese it's got like some ridges on it like Halloumi does there that is also a valid <laughs> a valid link um, <laughs> Also, <laughs> <Those are> stinks. <laughs>
1: um,
8: Jeff Goldblum was in Jurassic Park. Um, Plumi has not. probably not been around since Jurassic, the Jurassic period. Unfortunately, uh, that, that I think Greek. we can rule out H that link. Ancient Greece. Ancient Greece. In greece. Um, uh, yeah, Ancient greece is obviously yeah. the, the Greek cheese. So. Okay, and torso is torso an old Greek word? I think it is.
1: I don't know, let's just say that is. I
0: think we have found our (laughs) tangent arc. There we go. There we go. Right, well, Chris and Joe, thank you very much for coming on today. Good luck with your set tomorrow. Cheers for having us. Thank you very much. So there you go, two lovely chaps from a lovely band there. That's Joe and Chris from Wildcat Strike. Uh, Both of their records, Rhubarb Nostalgia, from which you just heard the track Sickle Cell, and the Blood Orange Sessions are out now on the aforementioned Small Pond Recordings, and I eagerly await the release of raspberry jams uh right time for the last chat before i bid you adieu i don't know where the time has gone it's been such a rush this episode but we are ending this very special episode with one of the most anticipated bands of the whole festival and the crowd came through for sure and what a show it was from this band quite frankly it is time to welcome Carbomb to bitch and brew exciting times for this band from the states their new album mordial is coming out this month via none other than holy raw records who i think i've mentioned before on the podcast are quite a good record label um, and they're just generally causing a frenzy in the realms of extreme music and beyond i won't waste any more of your time i really just want to get into this chat this is bitch and brew's headline interview with uh, from arc tangent with Gre- uh, guitarist greg kubaki and Bassist John Modell from the incredible Car Bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: oh, cheers, everyone! Yeah. Cheers. Mm. Oh. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. I can Cheers. barely feel the ends of my fingers now. It's day three. You can definitely tell. Thank you very much to Purity Brewing Company for the uh, for the free beer. you uh, both yeah. uh, yes. gone for the lawless uh, unfiltered lager. How, how are you finding it? It's not bad. It's not delicious.
9: bad at all. It's delicious.
0: Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce yourselves? Because I've had a weekend full of introducing people on the mic. But... I'm Johnny from Carbomb. And I'm Greg from Carbomb. I play guitar. Uh, well, thank you very much for joining me today on Bitch and Brew. And uh, welcome to Art Tangent. Um, has, has there been much of a, like a craft beer explosion? Oh my uh, God. If you pardon the pun, in the US yeah. than there, uh, yeah, there has been pretty like, much, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Com- yeah, yeah. Can't you tell by our guts?
9: Like we're just getting, <laughs> our faces are getting exponentially ginormous here because mm, of
0: our love for craft beer. Yeah. yeah. Any good local breweries? Because where are you guys based?
9: Yeah, so Long Island. So there's actually the um, like the hell um, is the name of that place? It um, was <laughs> thing got bought up by Budweiser. Um, fuck. Then Patchogue. Blue, uh, the Blue
10: Point. Blue Point. Yeah. Blue
9: Point Brewery. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. So they have like an outdoor like get up like, but they had this like even before it was like an explosion. So it was like Fridays and Saturdays like people would just go out, hang out, drink beer like it's literally for free, which is amazing. Sounds fun. And, but they you know you, and they also would sell you like these big giant like jugs that you could fill up for like four bucks with anything you want. Wow. Amazing, yeah. That's hell of a place. And their beer was delicious, and then it got bought out by Budweiser, <laughs> so now they're, uh, yeah, they don't no, do that anymore. Corporate but, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. it's your first time here at Arc Tangent. Um, Greg, you were up yeah. early this morning uh, on, the, on the Riot Act podcast, sure. yeah, friends yeah, yeah. of the show. Um, how has your uh, sort of, uh, experience has been of the festival site so far, despite the mud? Yeah, um, we just got here this morning, so it,
9: our experience is pretty much just the mud, that. And uh, we haven't really seen many bands yet, so...
0: We're kind of excited to see like Employed to Serve and some other. Like, oh yeah, stuff. Employed yeah. to Serve, to yeah. fucking yeah. killer, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Is there really a festival like this, or like at least on this scale in the states that kind of champions experimental, heavy, and and technical, and just progressive music altogether? I mean, there was like the Milwaukee Death Fest, and there's the uh, the
10: New England Metal Fest. Yeah, uh, Maryland is another one, yeah, right? Maryland's got a death metal fest, but it's it's not
9: It's, this. More, it's more on the Death Trip. It's not you know, so much to collect it. Like you, they wouldn't have a band like Battles at any of these things. Yeah, you know, yeah exactly. which is like
0: it's more on the heavier tip.
10: Yeah, yeah. This is like Math Core Index was uh
9: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, actually our Buds of ours in New York, uh Math Core Index, they throw a fest they, we played their festival last year and they had a lot of different like mathy type of bands playing was pretty rad yeah. that's pretty awesome yeah.
0: well look we must talk about Mordial uh, it comes out September 27th Correct. to be precise mm-hmm. um, so I suppose the uh, the, sort of the big milestone with this is that uh, am I right in thinking it's the first time it's a self-produced record entirely well, uh, the other two were,
9: the only one that wasn't self-produced was uh, Meta right, well, the okay. other two were as well but we didn't have professionals working on the mixing so right. it's our first stab at like having professionals work for us and us producing it.
0: Yeah, well, uh, talk about Meta, obviously you uh, produced that alongside the incredible Joe DePlontier. Uh, do you feel like he imparted a lot of knowledge that you hadn't sort oh, yeah. of uncovered about production before? Absolutely, too. And uh, also
9: with this record, though he wasn't available to produce this one with us, mm. he was actually... He's quite a busy man. Yeah, Exactly, <laughs> but they were, they're working on their new record and we record at the same studio. So we oh, got wow. to see how, like, they how their processes and, like, when to like you know stop and pay attention when to like just rush things and like keep things moving so it was a nice like inspirational like sort of like kick in the ass because it's like we're trying to make a quality product like they are so like to have them to see how they do it was you know that's invaluable Yeah. yeah
0: well, we informally call Bitch and Brew the Holy Raw Podcast because it pretty much feels like we get a different band of Des on every two oh, weeks at this point. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, so this is coming out on Holy Raw. You've just signed to them, but is it is it cool to kind of have the, the support of a um, such a prestigious uh, yeah. extreme and avant garde Very, label very, very
10: pleased so far with working with them. Yeah, and we really look forward to just having a long relationship.
0: Yeah. So the, the first track, uh, Scattered Sprites," um, it brought a much sort of higher sense of melody. Hmm. That I think uh, has been kind of teased before on uh, previous Carbon records, but this time it's kind of you double down on it a little bit. Is that reflective of the rest of the record?
9: Yeah, absolutely. Like, we were really surprised by the song Gratitude on Meta and like how much we loved it and how much fans loved it so we kind of we tripled and quadrupled down on this one so like like the first song is like not a smack over the head it's more of like a gradual lift off yeah. and the second song is as well and then it starts getting a little heavier like we're we're just big fans of that stuff, like you know, like Deftones tones and my Body Valentine and stuff. So we want to, aside from all the mass shit, we want to like throw more melodic elements in.
0: So we're gonna get a little bit of shoegaze on this record Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. very
9: much looking forward yeah. to that. The first song in particular is very shoegaze, yeah. Oh,
10: really? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. also very heavy. I mean, it's you know, yeah, yeah it's yeah, still carbon. You, you know, yeah. there's a balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, going back to going back to Meta and uh, the uh you came over here and toured in the UK with Gojira and, uh, yeah. and Code Orange. Um, around the time ty- yeah I'm wearing a code orange yeah, shirt yeah, right now nice, um, nice. around around the time Meta was released um, I've never seen Carbomb before today's going to be like my first Carbomb awesome. live experience but from hearing that reviews of that show I heard the name of the game with the Carbomb show's Intensity but did you come away from that tour having learned something new about performance as well much like oh, yeah, yeah. When, when you obviously went to the studio to work with Joe and learned so much off, off, off of him yeah. was it similar on the road watching them every night
10: yeah, we had toured with Gojira a couple times. I think that was our third time. Oh wow. And their work ethic and uh, like just their presence on stage in general is so inspiring. And of course you I mean, if you're not paying attention then you're really missing out on something. Yeah. Yeah.
9: And plus their production level has like really elevated like in the past two years and we got to see like the start of it for a month straight. So we learned a lot on like how the the music and the visuals can work together. So though we don't have visuals for this run, we'll definitely start incorporating more of that yeah. in future tours. And when you
0: come back on the main stage, you can use that big-ass screen yeah. that they've been using. <laughs> yeah,
10: absolutely, I've, I've
0: seen some crazy shit on that Set screen this weekend. Set ourselves on fire,
10: too, and all that shit. Like that We really toured with them in 2009. That was our first time out with them. And they were playing like 500 to 800 cap rooms right. in the States. And to, with, and to see what's happened in the past 10 years yeah. is un-fucking-believable.
0: Yeah, it's really yeah. inspiring. I've heard their visuals are insane. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like the idea of like a touring package, you know, like a, a three-band tour or whatever. I really like the idea of no one trying to outperform each other. It's yeah. kind of, you know, you're all just trying to learn things from one another.
10: Yeah. Three very different bands, right? Gojira, Code Orange and us. Oh yeah, for so sure. So it was kind of a, an interesting... Way to present a fans. yeah, but
0: like a, a sort of, I suppose, a common nucleus that you all kind of centre around is is that intensity and that, of course, sure. and that heaviness yeah, as yeah. well. But um, I mean, surely we're going to be able to see you in the UK again soon. Kind of coming off the yes. coming off the momentum of, of playing ATG today and and releasing more deals. Yes. So, what what are the plans? Are we going to see you back in the UK again soon? So March, we're trying to do a full month over in uh, mainland Europe and in the UK. All right, okay. So, yeah, so we'll be back. So obviously you. Are, you developed a love for Cafe Nero while you were over here. Nando's, and Nando's, Nando's, and, Nando's. and Wagamama? Wagamama. Nando's is not in the states, then, nor Wagamama. Nah, oh, actually, no, Wagamama that's not true. Wagamama is. Wagamama is yeah. yeah, it's a few in the city. Yeah. How how spicy do you go? Medium, <laughs> medium, yeah. It's I, just for the. I like to go show.
9: hot, yeah. but oh? my asshole does not like <laughs> when I go hot. When you're away and you're not sure where the next toilet is, you got to stay medium or below. Yeah. If You go hot, you might not. Megan.
0: As I'm hot as it is going in, that's how hot it is coming <laughs> out, baby. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a total wuss when it comes to Nando's. I'm like mango and lime all the way. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, that's good too. Yeah, yeah, that's not it's not bad with that. It. Some of their <laughs> <laughs> some of their halloumi fries as well. Oh hell yeah! I really want a Nando's now. <laughs> should, we, should we just set this off? Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. Get yeah. A Let's, Let's do beer it. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Y'all you know,
10: cancel the rest of your interviews. Yeah. We'll head over. All, all right. right. Sounds good. We'll
0: fire it up.
1: Yeah
0: mango and lime people it's okay it's okay to go mango and lime or lemon and herbs sometimes he's right I want to taste it he's right <laughs> uh, well before you go today I'm gonna um, ask you to stick your hand in the, the pink Tupperware of doom okay uh, so in this Tupperware I have a collection of uh, people things and stuff Uh, Some of which are linked with Arctangent, some of which aren't linked with Arctangent in any way at all. So, uh, I'm going to give you guys two minutes on the clock. You're each going to pick one out. Okay. um, And this is a game, sorry, we're calling this the Tangent Arc. So, pick a a bit of paper out of the Tupperware, and you have two minutes to talk amongst yourself and try and establish a link, however tenuous, between the two. Does that make sense? Okay. If you don't know what it is, by the way. What is this? Have you not had Becky's pargi's yet? No, what's that? It's the onion bargee stall by the main stage. You've got to have it. People are like shaking their heads right really? now. Like, you haven't done ATG until you've had Becky's pargi's. Okay, all right, cool. This is easy though. You, you can always like pick another one out if you yeah. want. If you've not had I Becky's Hope my Bajie favorite
9: Bajie. Slipknot mask doesn't get ruined by Becky's this thing. Pargies. Yeah, bargees. That's it.
0: Yeah. There
10: you go. boom. Well, what is your favorite Slipknot mask?
9: Uh, the one with the nails.
10: Yeah, the one. With yeah, the
9: nails. that was that shit. sick. Yeah, i are just trying to eat with that, and just like all the shit. You gets just stuck end up in with in like it.
0: onion yeah. all over <laughs> all over the spot. You, you basically turn the barmajis into like a kebab. Yeah. So yeah. right. So we'll put the Bamajis on the
10: nails, and then uh, and then Greg will eat them off of my Bamaji nails. After sticking his face in fire, making sure everything is cooked. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you very much. Good luck for cool. your set today. It's been a pleasure having Good. you on. Fru- cheers. Yeah. yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Danny, thanks so much. Honestly, I wouldn't blame you if you were halfway out your door on the way to Nando's after hearing that big love to Greg and John uh, from Carbomb and the other members of Carbomb too, who are all lovely dudes. Uh, Their album is coming out in September, well, this month, I should add. Uh, It's called Mordial. It's coming out on none other than Holy Raw Records. Uh, The track Scattered Sprites, you just heard, is on it and if that isn't enough to make you want to go and hear the rest of that album then I just can't help you um, let's hope to see them back in the UK again soon and let's get them back on the podcast, maybe even record an episode while we're at Nando's, what do you say lads? Um, that brings us to the end of Bitch and Brew's ATG special uh, I want to send a big old shout out to the hard working team behind Dark Tangent especially Matt and Haley at MHC Publicity for allowing Bitch and Brew to come along to Fernhill Farm for the the first time ever. It was a really lovely time and I may have moaned a lot about the rain and the mud, But seriously, uh, just another great weekend to kind of cap off festival season for me um, and for Brad as well. I know he had a blast. Um, Additional thanks I want to give to Matt Benton at Hold Tight PR and Lee Jackson from Wall of Sound PR. And I know obviously I've done this before. It may seem weird to you, me thanking publicists on a podcast. You don't usually hear that before. You just hear me, uh, you know, sort of you just hear other podcasts. I mean, thanking the bands. And obviously, you know, I want to uh, thank all the bands that I spoke to, Ithaca and Polyphia and Cult Dreams and Wildcat Strike and Car Bomb. Um, You know, links to listen to their records are in the description of this episode, so go and do that after you've listened to this. But, you know the The publicists are the people that you know make these chats happen. At the end of the day, they're the ones that deem Bitch and Brew worthy the time of the bands that they're working for. So you know, I feel like they deserve a thank you for their support of Bitch and Brew, um, not only over ArcTangent Weekend, but just over the last um, over the last three and a half years of Bitch and Brew's existence. Um, another shout out I want to give is to Purity Brewing Co. Thank you very much uh, to their lovely team for the beers and for the hospitality their on-site bar throughout the weekend. If you like great beer with real character, go to Purity Brewing And get yourself some delicious beverages, including what I'm drinking right now, the Longhorn Unfiltered Rye IPA and another can I have in my hand right now, not open because I'm drinking responsibly, the Lawless Unfiltered Lager. And I didn't realise this, I really wish I'd realised this at the time of recording these chats because it was brought up several times, that there are stories behind the mascots on the cans, particularly with the Lawless Unfiltered Lager, which has um, a pretty gnarly looking goat on it. Turns out. Out, that is uh purity's de facto mascot really uh, lawless is our maverick beer named after our farmyard fiend bruno the goat just like our lager he has a law unto himself full of ca- character with a sharp kick that is a that's a pretty cool thing to read on the side of a beer can and let's just look at the longhorn one here as well longhorn is a distinctive full-bodied dry ipa brewed to perfection with plenty of character just like the magnificent cattle that graze on our farm and feed on our finest spelt grain and there is a pretty awesome looking cow on the can there um i'm a huge fan of the of the longhorn i love the lawless unfiltered lager as well but you know with these uh, with this sort of ipa this craft beer explosion the ipas have just been coming out of the woodwork and i know a lot of people are kind of put off by the intense fruitiness of some ipas especially those really juicy ones And the Longhorn, I think, is the perfect antidote to that. Sure, it's fruity, it's full of flavour and hoppy and delicious, uh, but it's also got that balanced bitterness. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a little sip of this and then we'll finish the episode. Hope you don't mind me doing that. Mm. But if you are like me and you like beer with a good story behind it, go to puritybrewing.com, puritybrewing, all one word, um, and order yourself some beers. But promise me you'll do so and drink responsibly because no one likes a person who drinks irresponsibly at the end of the day um if you enjoyed this episode of bitchin brew don't forget to subscribe via your podcast platform of choice you can follow and brew on social media as well it's bitchin brew pod on twitter and instagram some of you may have noticed since the last episode that i have changed the handle on there so it's bitchin brew pod all one word um and to find us on Facebook, it's Bitchin' Brew, but the I's are replaced by the X's because Facebook is being a, a tricky little idiot. I could have said something a lot stronger there. But speaking of Facebook being difficult to independent creatives with minimal budget, why not join the bitching Crew? Uh, it's an excellent place to keep up to date with all the podcast happenings, um, but also just a good place to hang out, chat music, chat life. Chat everything in between. Um, I will leave a link to join Bitch and Crew in the in the description as well. Uh, come and be part of our little Facebook community. Um, and if you are feeling extra generous, why not give Bitch and Brew a rating on Apple Podcasts? Uh, five-star reviews are obviously welcome. I'm not going to plead you for it, I'm not that kind of guy, but I will add that such positive reviews are vital to the exposure of independent DIY podcasts like this one. Um, so yeah, if you are an Apple Podcast user or you have the Apple Podcast app and you want to say some kind words about and Brew well I ain't gonna stop you um, that is it from me episode number 8 of the Bitchin' Review is coming soon uh, another reason to make sure that you are subscribed we're going to be chatting about albums from Slipknot uh, Pine and Conjurer, Black Futures, Gender Roles, King Gizzard and The Wizard Lizard Knock Loose, Press Club and of course the aforementioned Cult dreams. Um, now that festival season is pretty much over, this was the last festival of some for me. I think I'm, I'm all festivaled out. I am looking to establish more of a pattern of regularity to the episodes. I know it's been a little while since we've had one of those normal, just single interview oriented episodes, if you can call them that. There's not been a lot this year of those at all, but I realised that 2019 has really been a year of building and expanding the Bitch and Brew brand. For for lack of a less wanky phrase, and bringing in things like the bitchin' review, bitchin' festival previews, and obviously all these amazing compilation episodes of chats that we've been having backstage at festivals across the UK. Um, I did have a couple of you know one-on-one chats in the pipeline, but unfortunately we just couldn't match up the diaries for them, and that's you know that's no one's fault. Life does go on. We are going to look to bring you some pretty awesome chats to round off the year on bitchin' brew. Uh, In the meantime, I shall just say thank you for listening. To bitch and brew, don't forget to subscribe, and more importantly, don't forget to be loud, be kind, and be bitching.